Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway time now for Culture Club. You know, in a pragmatic society, it's never easy to take the road less traveled, especially here in Singapore. But we're seeing many of our youths today taking that leap of faith to build a career in the arts. Now, the stories are notable in their own way, but our next guest stands out above the rest. He is a lawyer by training, completing his Bachelor of Law at NUS before pivoting to filmmaking last year. Now, despite being new to the industry, his latest film titled Beneath the Orchids was nominated for a total of four awards at Scape's ninth National Youth Film Awards. Exploring the incredibly sensitive topic, his film received high praise from NYFA's jury, noting its delicately handled narrative. So, what made him switch to filmmaking and what inspired him to delve into such a sensitive topic that is close to his heart? Well, he's in the studio with me, Jean-Pierre Pillet, who is a filmmaker and Scape National Youth Film Award. 2023 nominee JP good afternoon how are you good afternoon Elliot nice to meet you so from lawyer to filmmaker in the studio today there's something Mm. in common to almost lawyers (laughs) sitting across each other what made you pivot to filmmaking I realized actually it was a practical choice that I made and it wasn't suited for me I was always an artistic person growing up and when I discovered videography and then cinema the power of cinema I knew I found my purpose and calling thereafter and I'm glad Scape has initiatives like National Youth Film Awards to support mm. this endeavour. Actually, a lot of my lecturers have told me that it was the legal studies that helped me open up and realise that I wanted a career in, in broadcast. Was it the same for you? Why not, why not just do filmmaking at the start? I only discovered filmmaking in the middle of law school. <laughs> okay. And it was actually a lot of the criminal law cases that made me realise that actually, you know, the bad characters, yeah. there is a humanity within them. Yeah. And that made me want to delve into stories that portrays a dual-sided character. Right, right. Yeah. And the villains tend to get the best lines in movies. Yes, you know? in Joker, right? <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. That's just one example. So, you finish law school, so that's great. And then you decide to go into filmmaking. What did the parents have to say in that moment? What kind of reaction did you get? They were shocked, yeah. but my Filipino mom wasn't surprised okay. because it runs in the genes, the, the right, Filipino side, right, like, right. to explore the arts. Right. So, yeah. so you kind of got a stamp of approval, or, or was it difficult to to go forward? I still need to prove themselves, prove yeah. myself to them, yeah. and therefore, Naifa is one example. They realize, oh, okay, I should support you in your dreams. Did you yeah. ever have to say, like, hey, you know what? I I completed my legal studies, so mm-hmm. that's something to fall back on. All you have to do is just go take the bar, pupillage, that'll take you about a year at the most should you decide to get back into it they thought I was crazy <laughs> yeah I think it's very practical to have a backup plan yeah yeah but I think it's really generous of them to support me in going wholeheartedly into this endeavor what about other relatives or perhaps friends in law school I mean it must be hard I can understand mm. I got the same reaction as well like what's mm. wrong with you right mm. and even till today 20 years in I sometimes think sometimes think to myself maybe I should have stayed in law financially it would be very different but did, did you have to fight those off what kind of challenge was it like you know what Elliot? I also carry those regrets I still do Yeah. Um, but I think what inspires me 
is cinema. And that really encourages me to continue with what I want to do, which is filmmaking. Yeah. And I do send some subtext amongst conversations amongst my law school friends yeah. and amongst very practical people. But I think my story, I hope, will inspire people to think outside the box that we don't need to follow the set path, okay. which I did, I feel. And I, I, it's not too late to change your path and career and to follow your dreams, like you did as well. Oh, well yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that. So how did you, you know, once you decided on filmmaking and that inspiration that comes along with it, what did you have to do? Did you have to take up a course or I don't know, how did you study filmmaking in that sense? So to study filmmaking is two sides to it, one theory, one practical. So I was really freelancing as a videographer for a while. Right, okay. Yeah. But then I was creating a lot of meaningless content and I realized there's something deeper. There must be something deeper to it, to mm. what we do. And therefore I discovered cinema and then I worked in the industry for a while in the filmmaking industry. And I realized cinema is an higher art that requires study. Mm. There's no running away from it. Yeah. All my favorite directors studied at a BA and master's level. And therefore, I decided to enroll in LaSalle College of the Arts to okay. do a film. Do you have a favorite director you can share with us? Yes, uh, Abbas Kharastami. He's an Iranian director. Oh, right. Yeah. And what, what is it about his work that inspires you? He delves into uh, humanity. Right. Like I said earlier on, the dual side of characters. Okay. He does okay. that in a, in, in a way that's very sensitive. Mm. And I think student filmmakers have a lot to learn to deal with matters sensitively. Right, yeah. right. I, I like that. And sensitivity requires delicacy and time. You're a young man. How do you feel about this versus the landscape that we have as far as... And this is a very personal question. Social media, everything's fast. I went back to school during the pandemic and I did media production. And I had a lecturer who said he really disliked the world of social media because it was all about transition, transition. But transition has to have meaning as you're building up this story. What are your thoughts on this? I agree with you that the world we are in today can really clutter your mind. Yeah, yeah. And that's why a lot of filmmakers I know try not to be on social media to really stay true to the emotional heart of the story. Okay. And I think as a mayor myself, I'm trying to cultivate habits okay. that allow me to really stay true to the story, listen to the actors, listen to the people, mm. so that I can stay rooted to the moment. Does that law background help there? Yes, it does. Yeah. I think all those times, because I did a lot of um, mediation and negotiation back yeah, in law school. Yeah, we have to. Yes, yes. And it taught me to think quickly on my feet, okay. as well as to think calmly to cultivate relationships, to foster relationships in a way that make the other people at ease. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think those skills that I learned from law school were really the most beneficial in transiting to filmmaking world. Yeah, like building a case is essentially building a story as well. Yes. In that yes. sense, let us talk about your work here. Mm. Beneath the Orchids, nominated for a total of four awards at Scape's ninth National Youth Film Awards, and it explores the incredibly sensitive topic of intergenerational abuse. Now, is this personal? Definitely it's personal. Tell me more. You've just said definitely it's personal. I can see you catching your breath there. Yeah. And, and, and I, I know it, it's, if it's that sensitive, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have that sort of impact. Considering that and how chaotic intergenerational abuse can be, how did you go about that process of centering it and coming up with this plot line? I'm very grateful to my lecturers for pivoting me towards that direction. Okay. Because at first, this film was made as part of the year one documentary model in LaSalle. Okay. And I covered my mother's 50th 
birthday celebrations in the Philippines. Mm. And it was actually very superficial, the concept. But when I pitched it to a lot of the lecturers, they saw beneath me okay. that I was actually just using humor to hide behind the fragmented relationship. Mm. And they urged me, if I was willing and daring enough, to go personal and raw with this film. Okay. And therefore, I realized if not now, then when? Right. Because films are meant to be personal. You can hear the filmmaker's voice through a film. And therefore, I, I, I dared myself to take the plunge and pursue this story. And the plot unravel as such. How much baggage does taking that plunge come with? Because it's a personal story. I think it's very difficult to take the plunge because there's a lot of emotional baggage. Yeah. But at the same time, it's very important... I think for me to take an objective stance because I was interviewing my own mom, mm. luckily over Zoom, so that created a barrier because <laughs> she was overseas. Okay. But then I think it was very important as a documentarian to just seek the truth from a very objective lens. Right. From an objective, subjective point of view, but more of an objective lens. Was it hard to get approval from your mom to do this? I love my mom. Of course. I'm glad she supported me okay. in, in being courageous to tell this story. I think it helped her release emotions. If you see the film, she really um, releases a lot of baggage herself from her mom, who's also my grandma and I'm very like, related to her. But it definitely started off a journey of healing and I'm very yeah. glad that I did the film because now we are able to have a m- much more healthy relationship. It's putting it out there in the open, right? That this, it's acknowledging, for lack of better choice of words, acknowledging the problem that's been there. And, and if you look at a lot of uh, documentary movies, it ends up being a bit of therapy. What's that process like hiring cast and crew as well to put everything together? Alright, so for this, I was a solo filmmaker because I went to the Philippines myself. Right. Therefore, I functioned as the producer, the director, and the cinematographer. <laughs> okay. yeah. The skills from videography really helped me a lot. That does make it a lot more raw as well because usually you have experts in different areas, but you were doing this all yourself. Yes, I think to touch as intimate, to be intimate with your subject, yeah, it's yeah. better to be a solo filmmaker in this regard. Okay, yeah. wow, that is quite interesting. And you decided to enter for the National Youth Film Awards. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, the National Youth Film Awards is a premier platform for all youth filmmakers until mm. from 18 to 35. It's equivalent to our Oscars. Okay. It's really a big deal for many of us student filmmakers. I've found about it from many people in the industry, from, from my peers, from my seniors, and knowing the benefits of joining NIFA or even like submitting your film, it does a lot of wonders and therefore I was inspired to also follow suit. Yeah, nominated for four awards. What are the awards? One was for Best Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Short Film. Okay. I forgot the last one. Okay, no worries. But the reason I bring that up is we've been talking about how you were nominated for this. You did not win, right? Yeah. Such a personal film. A lot of raw emotions poured into it. Tell me about that moment and how this springs brought you forward. I wouldn't lie. I was disappointed. Of course, of course. Because I've always, you know, as as a law student, you always want to go for perfection, (laughs) right? See, it's in you, you know. Yeah, it's (laughs) tough. You can't run from it. (laughs) But I've read somewhere that there's a space for everyone. All of us are meant to be creative. And when the time comes, the time will come. It's just important to create. I think moving forward into my filmmaking journey is definitely given me recognition for what I've done. I know at least for this film, I've done something. There's a film form that works and I know how to apply it to my subsequent films. Right. So even though you didn't win anything, there are lessons to take away. Give me an example of what you would apply to your subsequent films. 
I think it's not just the techniques itself. Techniques right. aside, I think it's just the inspiration from many of my seniors or the people have won. Okay, okay. Uh, in the sense that you can hear their voice. It's very personal. And I realize if you're not going to be personal in your film, why make right, it? Right, right. Yeah. Like every character means something to you. I suppose then the fact of the matter is you did get some eyeballs. So you, you're, you're a little bit more known now. Do, do you think this is going to help you build that next? Are you are you already thinking about your next film? I hope it does. There's definitely expectations yeah. to, to fulfill. But I'm not really pressured by it. Sure. Because I think just to, like the conversation we had about decluttering, yeah, yeah. just to be rooted to the moment, that's what I'm searching for in every film that I'm making. And we are making a lot of films in this, this semester that I'm hoping to find authentic and genuine interactions and moments. I still once in a while do a little bit of advice here and there where the law is concerned and I find that after those moments they're so heavy and, and you need time away. After you made this film, what was there a process where you, okay great, the ther- so-called therapy is done. Mm-hmm. Did you need to breathe? Did you need to declutter? How did you, how did you manage that? I manage it on a daily basis. Yeah, okay. journaling. Okay. Typical filmmaker as well. All right. Uh, well, what would you tell, a little bit of advice then this one, what would you tell others who are you know, in your position thinking about jumping into something in the arts industry? Don't be afraid. <laughs> I, I think the best advice was really that it doesn't need to be competitive. It's not competitive. All of us have, have a voice okay. in this space, in this creative space. No matter what art form that allows you to really stress or to like just tell something about humanity, mm. go do it. Don't be afraid. I think the doubts will always come. There are always doubts in everything in life. Yeah. Just do it. You got to filter out support to listen to and support to just ignore. Some people mm. just want to put you down, right? Yes. Yeah. On that note, I would like to yeah listen to your supporters and loved ones. Definitely. That's very well put. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've been speaking with Jean-Pierre Pillet, who is a filmmaker and SCAPE National Youth Film Awards 2023 nominee. Watch out for his next big piece. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.